98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Cecil Wong. The headlines. Carrie Lam says legal challenges won't derail plans to change extradition laws. Hong Kong's former police chief gets a role tackling drug crime on the mainland. And Britain's Brexit farce continues, with lawmakers again rejecting all options for a deal with the EU. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has indicated legal challenges won't delay the government's plan to table its extradition bill to LegCo tomorrow. She was commenting after tycoon Joseph Lau applied for a judicial review of the proposed amendments, which would allow fugitives to be transferred to jurisdictions which, with which Hong Kong has no formal extradition deal. Mr. Lau does not want the changes to be retroactive, as he was convicted of corruption in Macau in 2014 and fears being extradited there to serve out his five-year prison term. Mrs. Lam was speaking ahead of the weekly exco meeting the hong kong as our government is uh, facing uh, legal challenges on a daily basis but that doesn't mean that uh, we should put on hold uh, important work which is uh, for the public interest of hong kong so as i have uh, said repeatedly we have scheduled to introduce the amendment bill into legislative council at a sitting tomorrow and thereafter i'm sure the legislative council will form a bills committee to scrutinize the bill so that is our current work schedule Hong Kong's former police commissioner Andy Zheng has a new job. He's been appointed as a vice commissioner of the China National Narcotics Control Commission. Mr. Zheng described the new role as a big mission and says he'll use his experience of fighting drug trafficking would help the country combat its drug problem. He also says he's encouraged that the central government's made the appointment based on merit and did not differentiate between mainland people and those from Hong Kong. Mr. Zheng retired as top cop in 2015 after handling the 2014 Occupy protests and has since worked in the private sector. Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hui has told his trial that he snatched a phone from a legislative official because he feared government officers would hand over information about legislators to Beijing. Mr. Hui denies various charges related to an alleged run-in with a security bureau officer in April last year. Mr. Hui told the court he'd officially written to the government asking what it would do with the information that its officials had been collecting in LegCo, but he never received a reply. He said he was therefore worried about the administration's intentions and had been trying to stop the government officer from collecting even more information on the day of the incident. The trial continues. Turning to international news, British members of parliament have again failed to agree on alternative proposals to the government's Brexit strategy. They had voted on four motions for leaving the European Union. One, to negotiate a customs union with the EU, was defeated by only three votes. An amendment that would have kept the UK in the single market and the customs union was defeated by a wider margin. Speaking on behalf of the government after the vote, the Brexit Secretary Stephen Barclay said the default position would now be the UK leaving on April the 12th without a deal. This is now the second time the House has considered a wide variety of options for a way forward. It has once again failed to find a clear majority for any of the options. And yet the result of the House's decision on Friday not to endorse the withdrawal agreement means that the default legal position is that the UK will leave the EU in just 11 days' time. Nick Bowles from the governing Conservatives, who put forward one of the amendments, resigned and blamed his own side's intransigence. I have given everything to an attempt to find a compromise that can take this country out of the European Union while maintaining our economic strength and our political cohesion. I accept 
I have failed. I have failed chiefly because my party refuses to compromise. The British Prime Minister Theresa May will hold a lengthy meeting of her cabinet today to discuss what to do next. Among the options will be to present her Brexit deal to Parliament for a fourth time, or to ask the EU for another postponement of Britain's departure. If the cabinet cannot come to an agreement, Britain will leave the EU without a deal in less than two weeks. Tweeting after the latest vote in London, the Brexit coordinator for the European Parliament said a hard Brexit had become almost inevitable. President Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, says he's considering a legal challenge over a deal between China and the Vatican, which gives Beijing the right to help appoint senior clergy. He told a Catholic magazine the agreement, in his words, throws millions of Catholics under the bus. Here's the BBC's John McManus. Steve Bannon has already made clear what he thinks of Pope Francis, previously labelling the pontiff as beyond contempt because of his views on the migrant crisis. Mr Bannon is also funding a right-wing Catholic institute in Italy, which aims to bring together politicians and thinkers to defend Europe's Judeo-Christian culture. Now, in an interview with Crooks, he has called on the Pope to stop criticising populist figures and said he's considering a legal challenge over the Church's agreement with China, alleging that the refusal to release the details of the deal breaks international law. The controversial agreement gives Beijing the right to help appoint senior clergy. The Philippines has complained to Beijing over the appearance of more than 200 Chinese vessels off a contested island in the South China Sea. It's the latest outbreak of a long-running dispute over maritime boundaries in the region involving a number of countries. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. The Philippines' presidential spokesman said this Chinese floating militia included fishing boats and coast guard ships. What are they doing there, he asked. The vessels have turned up near the tiny island of Pagasa, known as Zhongye in China. Is controlled by Manila but claimed by Beijing, as well as Taiwan and Vietnam. The president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, has previously adopted a more tolerant approach towards the country's maritime disputes with China than his predecessor. This complaint is perhaps a sign that Mr Duterte is now taking a tougher line with Beijing. The U.S. Supreme Court says the country's constitution does not guarantee a painless death for prisoners facing execution. The court's five conservative judges ruled against a convicted murderer who'd argued that he should not be executed by lethal injection, but requested lethal gas instead. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. Russell Buckley was found guilty of the 1996 murder of Michael Sanders. He does not dispute his guilt. What he does claim is that Missouri's method of lethal injection would present a risk of him suffocating to death because of a particular medical condition he has. The US Constitution forbids cruel and unusual forms of capital punishment, but in a judgment written by one of Donald Trump's two conservative appointments to the court, Neil Gorsuch said the Constitution doesn't demand the avoidance of all pain. Two bankers in Britain have been jailed for their roles in conspiring to manipulate interest rates at the heights of the financial crisis more than a decade ago. Colin Birmingham was sentenced to five years and Carlo Palumbo to four years. Britain's serious fraud office said they damaged trust in a critical system that supported 180 trillion US dollars worth of financial products. Here's the BBC's Andrew Verity. 
The sentences bring to an end the biggest trial so far for rigging interest rates. In this case, a benchmark called Euribor, used to set the interest rates of loans worth trillions of euros. In the 1990s and 2000s, traders routinely requested that the submissions be tweaked up or down by tiny amounts to suit the commercial interests of their banks. The traders' defence has been that this was normal commercial practice. The serious fraud office says it was corrupt. The governing AK party in Turkey says it will challenge election results, which suggests it's lost control of the country's two biggest cities, Istanbul and Ankara. It has run both cities since the party was formed. The BBC's Mark Lowen explains why President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's party is contesting the results. You get the impression that his party is kind of going through the motions uh, to give the impression to its supporters that it's not taking this lying down, but. There's a feeling here that they're not really going to overturn this result、um, in Istanbul, Ankara, and elsewhere. The fact, you know, that the electoral council is showing that the opposition has won Istanbul, has won Ankara, has won several other big cities, and there have not been big attempts by the government to try to resist that,、um, you know, albeit fewer, fewer attempts, but nothing, nothing major. Makes one feel here that we we wait for the official results to come out on Thursday, but it seems to have definitely gone the opposition's way. Australian biochemists have found that venom from a dangerous spider could give stroke patients a better chance of survival. They found that poison secreted by the spider, the Fraser Island funnel web, contains a molecule that stalls the effects a stroke has on the brain. Professor Glenn King from the University of Queensland said the new drug could easily be administered by paramedics within minutes to protect the brain. Scientists in Britain say a simple blood test could greatly improve the speed and accuracy of preeclampsia diagnosis. The relatively common condition, which affects pregnant women, can prove fatal if left untreated. Researchers at King's College London say a new blood test that measures the concentration of a protein is more reliable than the traditional methods of using blood pressure and urine samples. Here's the BBC's Dominic Hughes. Preeclampsia is a condition that can develop in the second half of a pregnancy from about 20 weeks. Although the exact cause isn't known, it's thought to occur when there's a problem with the placenta, the organ that links a baby's blood supply to its mother's. It's suspected in almost one in ten pregnancies. Many cases are mild, but if left untreated, it can cause serious life-threatening complications for both mother and baby. With 100 women around the world dying from the condition every day. Turning to finance news, the People's Bank of China has asked the police to investigate a false report that it would cut a key bank reserve ratio. The central bank said the report, falsely attributed to state news agency Xinhua, appeared on the popular social media platform WeChat on Friday. The report said the bank would cut the reserve ratio from the start of April, which has it has no plans to do. The PBOC says that changes in monetary policy were not a trivial matter, and stressed that those responsible would face legal consequences, even if they had intended for the fake report to be an April Fool's prank. Local and regional stocks have extended their rallies for a second day, tracking gains on Wall Street overnight. Investors were encouraged by manufacturing data that showed activity in China and the United States both improving, while a separate report showed that U.S. construction spending increased in February. The Hang Seng Index a short while ago was at 29,612. That's up to 50 points on the previous close. Turnover is in excess of 61 billion dollars. And in currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 111.35 yen. The euro is Standing at one U.S. dollar and eleven cents, and the pound is worth ten Hong Kong dollars and twenty-five cents. Sports now, and here's our sports reporter Adam Chen.
We start with basketball. The NBA leaders, Milwaukee Bucks, have taken a step closer to securing first place in the Eastern Conference. They beat Brooklyn 131 to 121, behind 28 points from Yanis Antetokounmpo. Second place, Toronto, got past Orlando 121 to 109 to keep the Bucks from clinching the conference with four games to play. Fourth place, Boston, beat Miami 110 to 105, while fifth place, Indiana, got past. Detroit 111 to 102. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says Boston and Indy will continue their fight for home court advantage in the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks have wrapped up, to my mind, the number one seed and overall in the NBA the best record, which means they will have home court advantage throughout the playoffs as long as they、uh, remain、uh, in the、uh, hunt for the NBA championship. The Bucks, with a record of 57 and 20, give them a three-game edge over the Toronto Raptors. But the real race in the Eastern Conference is for the number four and number five seed between Boston and Indiana. They've been battling for the past couple of months. Unfortunately for the Pacers, they've stumbled over the last ten games, losing seven, and they find themselves really on the outside looking in. It's going to come down to these final couple of games. On the ice, John Tavares scored the game-winning goal against his former club as the Toronto Maple Leafs held off the New York Islanders 2-1 to clinch a playoff berth. Tavares has enjoyed the best season of his career since leaving New York for Toronto last summer. He now has 46 goals and a career-high 87 points. To football in the English Premier League, where Arsenal are up to third in the table after beating Newcastle 2-0. Arsenal's tenth consecutive home win put them in the highest position in the Premier League in almost two years. They're two points clear of Tottenham and Manchester United. Here's a very happy Arsenal boss Unai Emery. First,、uh, the victory, and after this、uh, clean sheet,、uh, I think we played、uh, very consistent in 90 minutes,、uh, very seriously. And、uh, we didn't concede、uh, then、uh, any chances, and、uh, I think we, we created、uh, and we dominated the match uh, like uh, we we work we worked and we we spoke before the match, and we are happy. As for Newcastle, they remain in 14th place on 35 points. Arsenal's win leaves Tottenham in fourth place with 61 points. That's the same as Manchester United. United are away to Wolves tonight, while Tottenham hosts Crystal Palace on Wednesday. Spurs have lost four of their last five in the league. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. Now to end the news, the top stories once again. Carrie Lam says legal challenges won't derail plans to change extradition laws. Hong Kong's former police chief gets a role tackling drug crime on the mainland. And Britain's Brexit farce continues, with lawmakers again, again rejecting all options for a deal with the EU. The news from RTHK. There's something about you I want to rescue. I don't even know you, so what does that mean? Maybe I'm cynical, painfully logical, the tragic and beautiful. That's good enough for me. You're looking for a hero, but it's just my old tattoo. 
Somebody sent you An angel to save you What would you tell him to turn him away? 